Welcome to the Community Podcast, brought to you by the Community Paper. Since 1989, the Community Paper has been sharing good news happening in downtown Orlando and College Park. Your hosts for the show are Orlando native and the paper's publisher, Debbie Gunter, and Orlando transplant and managing editor, Tommy Cardinal. Welcome back to the Community Podcast. I'm Debbie Gunter. Hello. Happy New Year. I'm Tommy Cardinal. We're here with Nick Giorgudio as well. Hello. Happy New Year to you as well. One of my favorite things about New Year's Day is that it's always relaxing for me. I always just chill out on New Year's and just hang out. Um, what do you guys do on New Year's Day? Well, normally I take down my Christmas stuff. Um, but this year, my husband and I are traveling to Tampa to go to the Outback Bowl, Arkansas. Oh. My husband went to Arkansas and they're playing Penn State in the Outback Bowl. And my daughter's boyfriend's parents went to Penn State. So we're all going to have a big tailgate and um, go to the game. And it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's also my one year anniversary, my one year wedding anniversary. Oh, so yeah. what a more I can't think of a more romantic way to spend it than <laughs> going to a Razorback football game. Where yeah, everybody's just sense. yelling woo what do they yell? Woo pig suey. How romantic. Go hogs go. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's gonna be fun though. And this weather is insane. I was looking at the forecast today and it's like eighty three, eighty four, eighty five. It's perfect. So yeah, it's we're really lucky to live here. It's good football weather if you just want to stay at home and watch it on the TV while eating, mm. which is, uh, I think, a little bit uh, my typical New Year's Day. It, yeah. That must be an American tradition. Yeah. It's just what people do. There's, well, there are holidays for watching. Like uh, the day after the Super Bowl should also be a holiday. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I am also going to a bowl game on New Year's Day. Which one? I'm going to the Citrus Bowl. My Fine. mother is an University of Iowa alumnus. Oh, okay. Oh, is she really? I didn't mm -hmm. know that. Yeah, she went to Iowa. Oh, you had the t-shirts on in your holiday yes, photo. Yes, that was her way of being like, okay, we're all going to the game. She all got us Iowa. I love it. Because I didn't have an Iowa shirt because I'm a UCF alum, but... Similar colors, so we can black root and, for them. Black and yellow instead of black and gold. Yeah. But yeah. She taught me the fun. theme song and everything. This year, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's fun. What are you doing this year? Uh, I think I'll be, I might go visit my family out in Daytona just to see them. They'll all have the day off. And so see them for a little bit, then come back and have dinner with my kids. And uh, they can ignore me while we eat dinner because uh, <laughs> they're teenagers. So we may not even eat in the same room and then watch some football. Nice. Yeah. Is there a... Um, some people have meals, like traditional, tradition. Like black-eyed peas yeah, and that's collard oh, greens yeah, and like that sort of thing. Yeah, for luck and stuff like that. No, just whatever's yeah. open. Yeah, same. I don't. We don't really do any food. Yeah, yeah we either. do Christmas Eve and Christmas dinner, and that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I've I'm, never had a New Year's Day like tradition as far as a meal. I'm usually so wore out from Christmas that I'm, I just don't want to have to think about it. And then you were saying you spend your New Year's Day breaking down Christmas, exactly. which for you is like breaking down the North Pole because you go so crazy I know. with your decorations. I have a problem. You're not crazy. I think it's, she's very enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. Thank yeah. you, Some Nick. people, yeah. like, what's that movie where he, you could see it from space and he was trying to like outdo his neighbor or whatever. It's oh. a classic Christmas movie. Oh, not that crazy. 
No, 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 no. Tastefully. Taste tastefully. Enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's go with that. Yeah. Except I don't know about the pigs on the sleigh thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go hogs. Go, go hogs. hogs, go. <laughs> so uh, last podcast, we did a rundown of the biggest stories we covered in 2021. Um, I cannot believe it's 2022. This I know. is crazy. Um, but we're super excited about some new features starting this year. We are so fortunate to have connected with Scott Joseph. He's one of Orlando, well, he probably is Orlando's most well-known food critic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is teaming up with us to bring some recipes from our local restaurant. So we he's going to have a column called Local Flavor with Scott Joseph. And each month he will bring us a recipe from a a uh, restaurant in each of our four coverage areas so this month he has a recipe from shakers cafe in college park which is super Mm -hmm. popular and um, has brought us one of their most popular recipes their cranberry chicken salad which i have to say is one of my favorites i love it love it love it so super excited to be teaming up with scott and look forward to working with him this year. We're also, I, we've talked about this before, but we did the survey, the reader survey and the focus group. And um, all of these changes are based on your feedback and um, the things that you all like reading about. And so we're also bringing realtor updates. Instead of having the, just printing the stats each month, we're going to be um, letting our local realtors provide us with a market update like every other month, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of what they're seeing, um, boots on the ground kind of thing. So I think that's going to be super interesting for our readers. Another thing that you all really loved knowing more about are events happening in your community. So we have brought back the community calendar and um, we're going to be posting all the, you know, events from the main streets to the neighborhood associations to local charities, um, just all those great community events that that make us all, um, you know, really love living downtown. So those are some great changes for 2022, and I hope you all enjoy them. I think they are all great changes. It's good to see some different variety other than just news, sort of recipes and stuff like that. I'm excited to try some of them. I just had a flashback that last New Year's Day, we all, after New Year's Eve, we all started New Year's by going out to Shakers and having a meal there. That was the first place I ate New Year's 2021. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, well, maybe that should be our tradition. Wow. Yeah, Shakers. Wow. I love Shakers. It's so good. I do too. They're great folks. Let's talk about some of the stories you can find in the first community paper 2022 now that we have implemented some of these changes. On the cover was a story about uh, that I wrote about the yard at Brookhaven. So the yard at Ivanhoe was the first development, and now they're working on the yard at Brookhaven, which is, well, they're in the planning stages of it. And I thought it was interesting that they made a deal with, do you know the hideaway bar? I do. It's been there for a really long time. Mm -hmm. It's a, I I would call it a neighborhood um, favorite. Sure. It's pretty popular. I wouldn't call it a dive bar, but it is laid back, casual, and uh, it's like a dolphins bar. Yeah, yeah good they, food they love the and, dolphins. Yeah, good food and good drinks. Yeah. Great and football watching spot. 
So the yard at Brookhaven is right across the street from a yard at Ivanhoe, from the yard at Ivanhoe. Okay. On the corner of Alden and Virginia. So they, the developers owned the land surrounding the hideaway and initially made, initially made plans to develop around the hideaway, leaving the hideaway where it is. Mm-hmm. But they ended up making a deal with the owners of the hideaway to use the land that the hideaway is on and build them a brand new restaurant across the street on more land that they own. So they're going to be able to build on that whole block where the hideaway is without having to build around it, which they made plans for that just in case. But they were able to come up with a deal where the developers are going to actually build a new restaurant for them. And they're also building a, a park right next door to the restaurant. Okay. So the hideaway will be less hideaway because it's going to be more out in the open now. Because that the has hide- to be bittersweet for them because I'm sure that building is probably, you know, really old and old buildings come with their own set of problems. So well, it's got that great mural on it too. Yeah. And so, so many memories there. But having more space, because aren't, isn't it yeah, going to be bigger? Gonna, it's going to be bigger. Everything new and fresh. Yeah. Right next to a park. Nice, yeah. yeah. And I, I talked to a customer and he was sort of concerned. He's like, well, the hideaway sort of has a certain charm to it. And sure. I, I just hope that they are able to keep that and not, ju- not just be like a every other building looks the same or something like that. Or like, you know, the... When you build new buildings, sometimes they all look the same and identical and it loses the charm of having buildings from the 80s or 70s or whatever, whenever the hideaway was originally built. That's why I think um, having Chance Gordy involved, Chance Gordy um, is the primary builder. He grew up here and he seems to really care about, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, keeping keeping things special. And I watched the yard go up and the construction, the quality of construction was a lot better than you see typically with apartments. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he's going to do a good job of keeping it special. Yeah, I, I sat down and spoke with him and he was telling me that he really, like he goes to the hideaway and his friends go to the highway and, and he's a big fan of the restaurant. And he was consulting with the building owner that making sure that his view for the hideaway is represented in the design plans. So That's great. he really wants it to keep its charm mm-hmm. that way as far as what it looks like. So it'll be interesting to see what it turns out to be. But I think it's great that they're able to... It was an old building. Yeah. But Gosh, it's so wild how there are so many apartments over there and now they're going to be so many more (laughs) you know it's wild but you know people are moving here like crazy so i'm sure they'll fill up well it's a great part of town it's so much fun to live in and around there Mm -hmm. because i'm just uh even though i'm in college park i'm right on the border and so i can walk over there to ivan uh, ivanhoe park brewing and all of those places so yeah it's it's pretty nice other interesting news in the january edition uh we covered city council again. There was only one meeting in December, mm-hmm. but I thought it was interesting that the Wells Built Museum w- is applying for grants to fund a huge renovation. They're applying for a million dollar grant to renovate the Wells Built. Have you been there? No. It's it's kind of low key. 
mm-hmm. easy to miss. You could drive right past it and not see it. It's right next to the Amway Center, and it's it's in a historic house, and there's another building right next to it. So they're going to renovate both of those buildings if they get the grant. So they're applying for the grant, and that's what showed up on city council. But I, I spoke with the people at the museum, and they told me that they want to renovate both of the buildings, and then in on the same lot, they're going to build a replica South Street casino that's going to be like a informative, sort of like immersive educational experience. Wow, that's really oh, cool. Yeah. So the there's a lot of interesting history about the Wells Built Museum, and yeah, a lot of really famous people stayed there. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. So that I hope that they get the grant because I think that would be a great mm-hmm. cultural thing to have in Paramore and sort of tell the story. Another interesting house that's being renovated or building that's being renovated is the Maxi Crooms house, which gets its name from two families that lived there, the Maxis and the Crooms. It was built in 1924 and it's a six bedroom historic bungalow, which is a, a unique architecture style for mm-hmm. that area. And it was built by Woodford James Maxey, who was a public school teacher, and then he became the first black mail carrier in Orlando. So there's a lot of history behind the house, and it sort of fell into disrepair. I went over to take a picture of it, and it's surrounded by chain link fence, and it sort of just looks odd, like not sure what's happening with it. So they're also, the city is also applying for a grant to restore it. Oh, good. I bet Maxey Elementary was named after him. Probably, because yeah, because yeah, he was a prominent. successful school teacher, and yeah. yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see those two buildings in Paramore get some added rejuvenation. Absolutely. And then in the other side of I four and at at Lake Eola, the Orlando Land Trust got a head start on their plans to convert that lot on the corner of. Rosalind. Yes, Rosalind. Very on good. the corner of Rosalind and Central. <laughs> I mispronounce everything. Yeah, right across the street from the library. Yeah, right across the street from the library. There's that building that the Orlando Land Trust raised funds to purchase. Yeah, 7-Eleven was there. That was the one thing holding it back was the 7-Eleven was still operating in it and they had a long lease. But earlier this year, 7-Eleven surprisingly just moved out like overnight without any notice and... Now at the December City Council meeting, there was a lease termination that was approved. So now that the city owns the the parcel, they made an agreement with 7-Eleven to terminate the lease early. So the lease is now terminated, and that means Orlando Land Trust Project can move forward now. That's so exciting because it made they made it sound like it was going to be years and years I was thinking you know. like at least yeah. 2024 until anything yeah. happens yeah. that's really cool but I think things may be happening this year as at least design plans or it's not like they're designing much mostly it's going to be demolishing and green space green space yeah. so I'm not sure if it'll be this year or next year but it looks like it's moving forward much quicker than originally anticipated Super exciting. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our New Year's resolutions. All right. 
Hey, this is Nick Jorgudiu, writer for The Community Paper. I just want to encourage you, if you have a chance and if you know of something going on in College Park, downtown Orlando, Ivanhoe, Milk District, Mills 50, Soto, Thornton Park, all the places that The Community Paper covers, let us know. Whether it's an event or a piece of news, a tip that you think might be worth covering, go to our website, yourcommunitypaper.com, click on contact, and send in your story idea or your event. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks. All right, welcome back. I thought it would be fun to discuss New Year's resolutions. Nick, do you typically have a New Year's resolution? I try. Like, I I convince myself that the holidays are going to be the last time I eat so badly Hmm. and exercise so little. And then, you know, just like I think everybody else, there's sort of this peak that I get to right after the new year and then it drops off into the regular plateau. So this year I was thinking about things that I'd like to do more of. So I want to write more letters to people. I want to show more gratitude overall and things that I want to say more Hmm. Uh, because I think that I often am the boy who cried wolf. I am very sarcastic so people don't know when to take me seriously. And so I'd like to say more genuine things and be there for people. So one of the things I was thinking of saying is, uh, hey, I'm really proud to know you because I'm often jealous of people who are more talented than me, like you two. So (laughs) now I can just say that Uh instead. And then um, I often try to just jump in when somebody has a problem. I try to jump in and help when I should just be listening. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I want to say that I learned from my therapist was that must have been really hard for you. Instead I think that's of, something that a mm, lot of people do too. Yeah, is that they always feel the need to, yeah, come I mean, up with the solution. A problem. I, oh, Let's I do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when somebody may just need to vent a little bit. I love mm-hmm. that you recognize that yeah. because oh, I, I recognize all my shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. Could sarcasm. you list them all, please? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that we have enough time. Maybe I'll do that as a supplemental podcast. Great. <laughs> That's awesome. What about you guys? Any resolutions that, uh, what have you done in the past and what are you going to do this year? Every year I start out saying I'm going to be more organized. And I feel like every year I get a little more organized. And so I, I feel like that's going to be just an ongoing thing for me. I, I think people that have an artsy or artistic brain tend to be less organized in my experience. Um, So it's something I struggle with. um, But that's sort of an ongoing resolution. But my big one is to eat less sugar. I have really bad arthritis now and some joint issues. And I especially notice over Christmas that the more sugar I would eat, I just would wake up in so much pain. So for me, um, I, I feel like I can be my best self when I'm not in pain. So mine is going to be to eat less sugar. Um, I'm going to try really hard not to eat any sugar during the week and then maybe have a treat on the weekends. But, mm. um, but yeah, that's my big one. What about you, Tommy? Well, I usually do sort of physical or diet sort of resolutions and then fall off. Like I always say, I'm going to run more, run once a week or do something like that. But this year I sort of want to do something more like sort of what Nick was saying was more mental and, but, but not like expressing gratitude or anything. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't take my thing. (laughs) I I don't want to take your idea, but I am one of us can express gratitude. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But, uh, I, I want to eat healthier. Yeah. But I I also want to 
write for leisure. I write for a living. And I, I feel like this is something that people struggle with a lot is they say to do what you love so you never work a day. But then it sort of makes you not as creative with it anymore. Like, I don't remember the last time I wrote creatively. It yeah, was you're before in front of I, the screen all day. You're yeah, doing this research. And... I'm doing research and writing about news and things like that, which is great. And I like writing. But me doing that for a living and from 9 to 5 or 10 to 6 or whatever sort of makes me not want to do it when I'm done. Yeah. And I want to sort of get back into doing it for leisure again so so would you uh, instead of being so let's say you do you're working on the community paper uh for a while then would you switch over and write by hand maybe like do it in a mm, different way that's a good i i do have a lot of empty notebooks yeah oh that's a good idea yeah, yeah. or sort you could get a typewriter the, like nick oh hey even better get a typewriter or <laughs> just borrow change. one of nick's 45 typewriters yeah <laughs> i mean change your venue too like go out and uh right write. at the park yeah or, exactly yeah. that's a great idea yeah okay so we'll see tommy writing out there a little bit more mm-hmm. so are you so you've said no to changing your diet then so you're well only i am actually start i actually more. am gonna change my diet okay too. how because you're a vegetarian how well, much more healthy could you eat well that is and funny. you don't like sugar i always say i don't like sugar that's one of the oh okay yeah, that's, well I, I do like sugar but i just don't really have a sweet tooth where most of the time people offer me chocolate or something i'm, I'm like no thanks i'm just not in the mood i think i have more of a bitter taste like you drink your coffee black yeah i like black coffee and i like tart things and i guess i just don't have the sweet tooth like i did i gotcha but i do love ice cream but um i'm probably the most unhealthy vegetarian and honestly i break my vegetarianism a lot i i'm probably more of a pescatarian oh okay but i also just cave sometimes and like go out and get chicken wings just randomly so i'm not really the best vegetarian to talk to but also, when I am sticking to my vegetarianism, like this year, I would just eat pizza, like at least once a week. I'd just oh. order a pizza. So yeah, I'm not eating anything wrong. Well, I'm not eating meat, but like I am eating bread day. and cheese, yeah. and that's it. And I looked at the back of like, I didn't even put these two together until late this, late last year. <laughs> it's 2022. Late last year, that. Pizza has so much sodium. Like I saw something that mm-hmm. was like most Americans, it was a news article. It said like most Americans eat 50% more sodium than they should every day or something like that. And the cover photo was a pizza. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it doesn't have sodium on it. And I was oh, like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah and I looked on the back of a frozen pizza and looked at the sodium. And I was like, I eat, I eat an entire one of these pizzas when I put it in the sure. oven. Yeah, you don't want to say they're, that Because they're small and yeah. they're not really that big. But it said like three servings per container, 100% sodium. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm eating that for dinner. So that's 300%. And- oh, no. yeah. <laughs> so I'm maybe sugar I'm good at, sodium I'm not good All right. at. So Something to work on. So as far as sugar goes, then how do you feel about juices and smoothies, for example? So that's something that looks healthy on the outside, mm-hmm. but often has, especially in the case of juices, a lot of yeah, sugar Yeah, you have to be it. careful. Yeah. It's true. Um you actually wrote about I did, juicing. and that's why I'm asking you that about it. That was a it. great segue. I like smoothies and juices, but I don't can't remember the last time I had one. Yeah. I like making my own smoothies at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always leery going out to get smoothies because, again, 
all the sugar? A lot of places add sugar. So yeah. I mm. went around and talked to places and looked at places uh, that are in our coverage area that just put in the stuff, right? That just don't add, unless you want some additives like a protein powder or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But they don't do the added sugar to make it sweeter, to make it, you know, quote unquote, better tasting or anything along those lines. Well, because the fruit in itself, if it's a fruit smoothie, Tons of sugar. has more than enough sugar. Yeah. Yeah, so if if it takes more than that to sweeten it up for you, you should probably just have a dessert and be done with it. <laughs> have some cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I went into the story thinking, you know, I'd heard about juice cleanses mm-hmm. and thinking that that's what I wanted to write about because there's a lot of places in town and in our coverage area that offer this. And I didn't know much about it. And it was really interesting to like do a deep dive. And I, I, I'm going to say they're not necessarily bad. Um, but they're not the healthiest things you can do according to the dietitians, the registered dietitians mm-hmm. that I spoke to. So smoothies are going to have a lot more stuff in it that are good for you, like the fiber. Um, and because of that, the sugars that are in there are going to take longer for your body to process. Whereas if you just have a juice by itself, the sugars are going to run right through you. Okay. You're going to have a burst of energy just like as if you were eating a bar of chocolate or something like that, mm-hmm. a burst and then a drag. So juices with some healthy fats like uh, yogurt or nuts uh, and some fiber and a couple of other things, and you're great. Mm. So it was really interesting to learn more about this, to go in a couple of different directions with the juice cleanse and everything. And when you say juice cleanse, is this people who yeah, the just, just drink, have juice for a week for like, straight yeah, or something? Like a yeah. week. I tried that once. So you could do like a day juice cleanse, a three-day juice cleanse, mm-hmm. a five-day juice cleanse. And how did you feel afterwards? I went in, going, I, I went in thinking I'd do a seven-day juice cleanse. Wow. I just have juice only. Yeah. I, it was the worst headache I've ever had in yeah. my life. Three, really? Three days in, I was like, I couldn't function. Yeah. Like I was, this is, I was going to school at the time and I just remember being like this on the whole bus ride to school, just my head on my forehead, just in pain. It was mm. so bad. Yeah. I think I, I think I lasted four days. So there's the something to be said for intermittent fasting. So I'm not going to eat anything from 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. to 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. or things like that. But the people that I talked to, I talked to Orlando Health Registered Dietitian, Ishana Ewing, and then uh, Megan Pachekai, who owns Nutrition Awareness over in Mills 50, mm-hmm. uh, about it a little bit. And, and what they said is, is exactly that. You are overdosing on sugar. And, you know, what some people will tell you is that headache is the toxins leaving your body. That's not the case at all. Like mm. you have a liver and you have a pancreas and you have other organs that are getting rid of the toxins. And your body tells your body. you how it, yeah how it feels. And exactly that, I mean, the headache was so bad. I was like, yeah, this, this is my body telling me that you got to stop. Or you could like pass out or something. And again, this is not me saying juices are bad. I love juices. I go to Grounding Roots all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is a college park uh, company who actually moved out towards uh, UCF, sort of in the Winter Haven area Mm -hmm. or Winter Springs, I should say. And I love that place. I'll go there. But learning more about it, like now I'm not going to do a juice as a meal replacement. Okay. Now I'm not going to do a juice without anything else to go along with it. It just should, it should be a supplement to a meal. Yeah, absolutely. And if you can do a smoothie, great. And so what was nice, Megan actually went through, we went through the menus of each of the four 
uh, juice and smoothie places that are in our coverage area. And she sort of picked out some of the best ones from each place, mm. uh, oh, neat. which was really nice. And that'll appear in the paper. What did you learn about the health differences between juices and smoothies? Yeah, the main one is you're getting uh, in the juices, you're getting a lot of sugar all at once. So if you do that by itself, it is going to go through you in a flash. Mm. So it's not something you're not going to get that sustained energy that I felt like I had, like I would drink a juice and I felt like I was energized afterwards. And that was just the sugar. Mm. Whereas with a smoothie, because the fiber still in there, it's actually slowing the process of you, uh, uh, digesting the sugar. Mm. So you're going to digest the sugars more slowly over time. So that's going to give you more of a sustained burst. Mm. So the juice is really good with a meal. The juice is really good again with like a handful of nuts, a, a little bit of yogurt, or, yeah. yeah, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because you're getting a lot of carbohydrates all at once with the juice. A lot of juices have kale in it, which I always go for because I think kale goes into it. Or I guess it'd be smoothies that have the kale, but I think kale goes so well. Uh, you could do it in juice, too, um, because you're hiding all these great micronutrients and uh, antioxidants. Like, that's why I like juices and smoothies is because... I don't have time. And Megan even said this in the interview, like the uh, clients that she works with, you know, you don't always have time to eat five sticks of celery and an apple. Mm. Right. Right. So sit down, have a juice. And that's a great way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, and I don't want to sound like she wasn't enthusiastic about somebody having a juice because you're if definitely the getting some is, great nutrients. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You're getting and if that's the only way you're going to deliver your micronutrients, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's something that you need to do. And I'm sure a lot of people don't get their recommended daily amount of fruits. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. And vegetables. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good way to sort of just in between meals, have a smoothie or a juice to supplement. Yep. And hold you over three o'clock when you're feeling hungry. Absolutely. What a great article. Thank you. I'm sure that'll help a lot of people as they're starting their new year wanting to eat right. And, and hopefully it, it'll talk some people out of doing a weak juice cleanse. They'll be like, maybe I should just have juice for a week straight to start instead mm-hmm. of only having juice. Definitely talk to somebody, a professional, whether it's a registered dietitian, your doctor, or someone along those lines, if you're looking at something like that and what might be best for you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope you all have a happy, happy new year. And here's to staying happy and healthy in the new year. And hopefully this time next year, we will not be talking about COVID anymore. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Thank you for listening to the Community Podcast. Did you like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and tell your friends and family to do the same. Stay up to date on the latest news from the Community Paper by visiting yourcommunitypaper.com and follow them on social media. The show is produced by Nick Jorgudio. Learn more about starting your own podcast by visiting orlandopodcasting.com.